I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon, joining you from the Purple Patch Center in San Francisco. And folks, we appreciate you. And I hope that it's mutual. In fact, why don't you show us that it is? Please subscribe, tell your friends about the show, even leave a nice comment or two in the review section of where you listen to your podcasts. You see, it helps others find the show, and it also makes me happy. And when I'm happy, I smile. You want to make me smile, don't you? Thank you. Okay. Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then we shall begin. Four sayings, purple patch sayings, unifying phrases that act to define a mindset and an approach that fosters your commitment to performance, but also helps you remain a step away from the negative effects of what we might label obsession. Over the coming months, we are going to drive a lot of our education and mindset around the uncomfortable topics related to obsession, mental health, orthorexia and other related illnesses, coaching as it relates to obsession and other topics that can help you find a path of success without succumbing to some of the potentially negative outcomes of high, high dedication. Now, this isn't an easy topic but it is important. And today we're going to begin our journey. Periodically over the coming months, we're going to come back to this topic, but we are going to dive in today into a broad perspective of performance that can foster your improvement, but most importantly, can help you have fun and find more happiness. Ah, There's a lot of happiness going around today. We built all of today's show around four purple patch sayings, and they are ones that you'll hear me say plenty of times, even on this show with great frequency. But we're going to dig in. We're going to provide context of their meaning and cement the mindset so that you can go on and flourish. Elite, amateur athlete, fitness enthusiasts, this topic is absolutely critical for everyone. And so I encourage you, sit back, relax, and enjoy. But before we get going, well, it's becoming a positive habit, isn't it? It is a chance for me to talk about you, the listener. Oh, yes, it is. Because it is our now habitual new little segment, Ooh, the bleeding heck are you? And this week, we are going to dive into the path and the lessons of a long-time Purple Patch athlete. What? We might even call him an executive athlete, Pasquale Romano, who goes by, at least according to Matt Dixon, Pat Romano. Now, I've worked with Pat for more than 10 years. Goodness me, Pat. We are getting old, aren't we? Pat's a CEO. He leads ChargePoint. That's the world's largest network of electric vehicle charging stations in North America and Europe and recently transitioned to a publicly traded company. Just happened in the last week or so. And throughout his journey as a CEO, and I should add as a parent to three wonderful kids transitioning through high school and off to college and beyond, Pat has been 
a model of consistency in sport. Let's explore his story a little bit. You see, Pat is an engineer by trade. Uh Uh-oh, say the coaches listening. We know what traits that means, yeah? But over the last 10 years, he's had a life that's, as you would expect, gone at a lot of complexity, a lot of challenge, plenty of travel, high pressure. But throughout this life, he's successfully competed in every distance of triathlon, including multiple Ironman races. He's gone to several world championships, including the Hawaii Ironman World Championships. And we might label him a go-getter. But I should point out, it isn't all easy street. In fact, by his own admission, Pat isn't really a natural athlete. He's not some supercharged guy with a huge boutique of genetic gifts. But his journey over the last years has been one of growth, personal development, and improvement across all of the areas that we care about. Now, Pat was attracted to my coaching originally because I had a background in science. And so he assumed that he can lean into his traits as an engineer and really get, as he labeled, precise. He wanted specificity after all. He was a busy guy. And the relationship began well, but not really in the way that Pat assumed, because I began to make it my mission to develop Pat's athletic intuition, his feeling, his gut. Now, we captured data but we began a process of trying to foster the more artistic side of sport. And while his life was chaotic and unpredictable, I strongly invested in developing Pat to become more autonomous, to be able to make smart decisions around training load based off of the healthy combination of, yes, quantifiable data, but also on self-reflection and on feel. Now, you might hear this story and think that Pat is some superhuman, but there are more nuanced lessons. And so in his words, this is how he sees it. For me, it hasn't been about being a CEO, then able to cram in training and competing in half Ironman and Ironman events. The key has been that taking on this journey, the training and the habits are the very things that helped me develop a platform of health, stable energy, and to develop as a leader and a father. I simply couldn't be anywhere near as much of an effective leader if I didn't have the backbone of integrated training and supportive habits. Goodness me, we've been working long enough with each other, Pat. It sounds like me. If there is a secret for me, and as counterintuitive as it might sound to folks, It is that the commitment to the sporting journey unlocks my capacity for me to actually do more, to achieve more, and to be more present when I'm in the workplace. In fact, so many lessons of my sporting journey have directly applied to the lessons in business and in life. So I don't even try and untangle the threads of performance anymore. They draw from each other. They support each other. They build on each other. Well, I think those are powerful words. And believe me, that is the essence of a great mindset for all amateur athletes. In fact, I don't think there's a better example of applying an athletic mindset to life performance. And so today, I encourage you, learn from Pat. 
set goals, be committed, love the sport, have passion for the journey, but ensure that you define success as hitting the goals while also, and this is the important part, making your big life even bigger and even better. Pretty inspiring, don't you say? And that is, ooh, the bleeding echo you. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you being part of the journey. Many big things to come. And with that, let's do this week's Squatty Update. Yes, for the Squatty Update, last week's show was all about my magic performance word, recovery. And it seems that this episode left a little bit of a mark on you folk. We have many follow-ups lots of questions. And if you haven't listened yet, then I recommend that you head back and you give it a listen. Even if I say so for myself, it's pretty important. Now, there were several powerful case studies that we went through, both athletes and performance enthusiasts who successfully integrated recovery into their recipe or their program, and it fostered performance improvement across sport and life. And with the follow-ups, many folks are asking about, well, what are the next steps? How do I actually go through a recovery audit? How do I actually self-assess? One of the things I really encourage you guys to do. And so we thought, you know what? We'll help. And so over the last week, we've been very busy and we've built out a nice little series of education. And the first part of it is a recovery scorecard, a simple roadmap to give yourself an opportunity to review your own habits, assess how successfully you are integrating recovery habits into life, and create a framework to enable you to commit to improving a couple of these in regular life. Now, while we're at it, we thought, you know what, we're going to add a little bit of spice and some additional resources around recovery to help you on the educational path. And we did it all for you and your performance education. And yes, it's free. It is free. No strings attached. All you have to do is head to purplepatchfitness.com forward slash recovery habits. That's purplepatchfitness.com forward slash recovery habits. And you can download the scorecard and we really hope that it's helpful. Now, one of the things that I thought might be fun, why don't you hashtag do a little bit of social media living, hashtag purple patch recovery. I would love, and I mean this is silly, love to hear what you're going to work on, what you're committed to. And so if you head to Instagram or Twitter or any of your social media platforms, just hashtag purple patch recovery so we can find you and we can all share. Won't that be fun and even give a little sense of accountability? But of course, first steps, download the resource for free, our gift to you. It's in the show notes, but for you of you guys that have an elephant's memory, purplepatchfitness.com forward slash recovery habits. All right, guys, let's do it. Baza, no messing around this week. I know that you're sort of in parallel universe with the whole camera operator thing, but let's get this ball rolling. Let's have a jingle. Let's get it out. Folks, it is Word of the Week. We like the way he thinks, serious with a wink. Let's open the book, it's time to take a peek. It's the Dictionary Word of the Week. Yes, the Word of the Week this week is video. We launched Video On Demand and Live 
coached sessions. In fact, to begin with, every Tuesday and Thursday, you can join a live bike coached session. And that enables us to have bi-directional feedback, an immense sense of accountability, the thriving enjoyment of sharing the pain with athletes across the world, and of course, a tasty mix of my very questionable musical taste, all blending in with a little bit of sarcasm and wit. Now, the other option is that you can follow along with a video coached session, form the posture the effort, oh, and of course that sarcasm and wit, making sure that that remains as well. And that can be done whenever you like, kind of Netflix style. Now this encompasses bike, strength, self-care, and coming soon, treadmill and circuit classes. All very fun, you might think. And it is, it's becoming the heartbeat of Purple Patch Coaching. And so therefore I was struck recently when a Purple Patch athlete said to me, why? Why are you guys implementing this rather than just having me ride on a trainer? Some of the programs now I can hit go and it's almost like autopilot. All I have to do is keep up and wham, job done. In other words, the workout's waiting, I hit go, I just keep up. It's really efficient and it's really simple. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and for this athlete, here is the why. I'm a coach with passion, a passion to help time-staffed athletes yield their very best performance within the context of life. Or I also have a component that I want to help a cluster of pros excel at the world-class level. And so I want to help people thrive, improve, achieve. And I've long realized that the best results occur whether it's world-class athlete or a time-starved individual, they occur when the athlete is successful in executing every session closely to how the coach, that's me, intended. Also, the athlete is present, engaged, and focused on the task throughout the session. And finally, the athlete does more than just keep up with the effort of power, but aligns the effort with what we might label doing it properly. Now in the bike, this would be at the right effort or output, but with flawless posture and pedaling. And so just keeping up with an app or hitting the right power does not yield the best performance at any level. The mission is to coach and have the athlete learn apply and optimize. Now, the dream scenario of this is that you are riding along and I am right there next to you providing feedback on every pedal stroke on every hill. But you live all over the world and I am here in San Francisco with my team. And so, these live and on-demand video-based coaching sessions are our best next step to help athletes execute the session as intended, remain present, and nail all the elements of proper training. And it amplifies accountability. It fosters an opportunity to get real live feedback and actual coaching. 
it infuses the very human element of sharing the experience with other athletes. That's pretty amazing, eh? You can be in your basement in Kansas and sharing the element. And so that is the why. And that's why we are really excited about the video, our video-based coaching, so that you, our athletes that we are guiding, can improve, can excel, can achieve. And so we all hold hands and win together. Ah, it's so very American. We're all winners here, aren't we? All right, that is why this week, the word of the week is video. And with that, let's obsess about the meat and potatoes. Yes, folks, it's the meat and potatoes. And for this week's show, I really wanted to explore the line that divides high commitment from obsession. You see, when the pursuit of performance strays into something less healthy, also a negative in itself, becomes obsession. And I spent a long time thinking about how. How do I want to tackle this? Because it's not an easy subject. It's a really important one. And a lot of people struggle. And I knew as a part of this, I felt it would be important to dive into aspects such as eating habits and more difficult subjects. And so I decided to do two things. The first was to recruit help. And the obvious person that I reached out to was someone that you might have heard of, Lauren Fleshman. Many of you guys will know Lauren as a wonderful coach, former elite runner, founder of Picky Bars, and yes, of course, wife of Purple Patch Pro, Jessie Thomas. Now, she is very busy writing a book at the moment, but I have tremendous respect for Lauren, as well as her insights and wisdom around the many aspects of sport and life. And Lauren has agreed. She agreed to join me for a couple of conversations in the coming weeks around obsession, orthorexia, and some other subjects. And this is going to be a very meaningful, deep conversation where we are going to, we are committed to dig deep. And so that's going to be really important, but we're going to shelve that conversation for now. We're going to put that on the docket and get it ready for about a month's time. The second element is that I decided to build today's show around a few key Purple Patch sayings that we either use or have used over the last years. And from these sayings, the mission isn't just to say, look at these sayings, they're lovely, they're cute, everyone can get behind them, they're a rallying call. But we want to unpack the deeper meaning and the context. And so I hope it begins to string a line of thinking so that you are more empowered to define the stark difference between commitment, yay, and obsession, uh-oh. So, with these two approaches and shows in mind, my quest is to help you begin to cement an approach and a framework so that you can keep sport in context, define how it's healthy and valuable, but also open the door to it being 
oh, what's that word? I always forget that word. It's the challenger one. It's I want it to stay. What do I want the sport to stay? Oh, that's right. I want the sport to stay fun. Amazing. And by the way, performance comes out of that quest. And so today we begin with the second part, bizarrely. We're going to begin with those purple patch sayings. And we're going to place our emphasis on four such sayings. Now, I'm going to tell you what they are up front. Number one, performance within context. Number two, embrace the journey. Number three, nail the basics. And finally, number four, no one gives a Four sayings. In fact, as I'm sitting here recording, those four sayings could all be a T-shirt, couldn't they? Performance within context, embrace the journey, nail the basics, and no one gives a Now, we're going to use these four sayings as your guide, your framework, and I believe that you will be empowered to stabilize your relationship with the pursuit of excellence and becoming the best version of yourself within the broad context of life. And that, well, to me, sounds like a whole bunch of fun. And so as we dig into our big meal today, our very first saying encompasses the broad mindset to define your whole success. And so I felt like it was important to begin with one of my favorites. Let's get going. We start today performance within context. Now, to explain the premise behind this saying, we need to travel to the thin wedge of performance, to the pinnacle, to the very best. Let's talk about the pros. Aspirational, inspirational, impressive, and scary little buggers. They put out a lot of power. They generate high speed. And sometimes they do what seems like almost the unimaginable when it comes to performance. Great. But let's compare them to, oh, I don't know, you. Well, let me preface this. The pros can teach us a lot about training and a lot about performance. They are in many ways, if you like, a living laboratory of performance. And that's because their normal life commitments and logistics are generally greatly reduced. And therefore, we are free to apply the rigors of training, the benefits of great supporting habits, and the very best techniques in recovery to aid us in achieving world-class performance. And with proper context and translation of those methods, you are equipped to draw real lessons for the life and the approach of those pro athletes. But, and here's the big but, make no mistake, as a time-starved amateur athlete or just a regular fitness enthusiast, you are playing a different game. You have a different challenge. In fact, I would argue that your whole approach and mindset on defining success should be different. For long-term success, it must be different from a pro. Why? Well, a professional athlete is unapologetically 
and appropriately chasing world-class sporting performance. Their whole life, appropriately, for the short shelf life of their career, is based around sports performance. It is at the center of their focus every single day. Training, recovery, proper nutrition, and all of the components that foster predictable sport performance improvements. And in many ways, the more normal elements of life wrap around this quest for sports performance. That's why we talk about the sacrifice. And in fact, in some ways, it's kind of like as close as you could get to being a sporting monk. And it's appropriate. It's a really short time frame in their life. And ultimately, the journey to being world class in something is absolutely unforgiving, tough, and relentless. They operate in the very thin air of world-class performance, and it means living a life that is as focused as an alpinist at 28,000 feet on the side of Everest, or a Navy SEAL in the middle of a hostage extraction, or any other very serious commitment. Cool, you think? Sounds fun. Well, yeah, kind of, but it ain't your journey. That's the point. This isn't your journey. You see, for me and everyone at Purple Patch, we determine the success of an amateur athlete really differently than this. It's much broader. And in many ways, the challenge is more broad. Because I and all of us at Purple Patch want you to achieve your sporting goals. Absolutely. I want you to improve. Of course. And I realize that these sporting goals are important. They're fun. They can deliver immense satisfaction. And luckily, we're pretty good at doing that, helping folks nail on this part. But the pursuit and success of sporting goals is not the only factor of ultimate success. We define your success as nailing the part of achieving sporting goals, but in pursuing those goals, you also must improve your health. You must increase your effectiveness in the workplace. You are equipped to show up to friends and family as the very best version of yourself. And for us, this is what success is. It is not sporting goals at the cost of health, relationships, effectiveness across life's commitments. It is the complete reverse. And it is this mindset that defines the ability to frame every single element of sport and performance. You should seek your very best performance within the context of the commitments of life. Ah, now I'm getting it. Well, one of the best examples of this mindset and a saying, actually, that comes out of a meeting that I now had several meetings ago was an initial sit-down with who has become a very close friend of mine now, but is a captain of industry. Now, I'm not going to name him on this show, but I'll let you know he's revered in the tech world and he is a highly successful person across many aspects of life. He is a special person. And I won't forget our first cup of coffee. Now, as with most clients, we sat down. And I said to him, what do you want to achieve? I knew that I was tasked with improving his bike riding, 
but I wanted to explore more of what that meant. And his very simple answer was telling. I want you to get me within 90% of my physical potential. Now, that's not something that you imagine is very inspiring. But I found the ask to be both realistic and aspirational. You see, here was a guy who was incredibly busy. He was ambitious in business. He traveled a lot. He was highly engaged with his family. And he had a wealth of other hobbies and interests. But he was taking on the challenge to improve as a bike rider. And he wanted to do it in the same way that he does everything really well. Now, he brought to the show as well. He was highly coachable. He had a high commitment to the process. He was eager to learn, and he really wanted to improve. So there was no messing around, absolutely no messing around. But here's the wisdom. He was pragmatic enough to realize that a pursuit of, oh, I want to hit 100% of my physical potential would mean compromise everywhere else, family, work, health, other interests. And so instead, he rapidly went on a journey to improve within the context of his life. He enjoyed healthy development without the expense of health, without diminishing his ability to work or his broader life. And in fact, just like Pat, if you remember, his journey itself amplified those other areas. It broadened his experiences. And goodness me, he has achieved what you could argue ties so many performance folk together. Great improvement, nailing several big goals, including the completion of a highly challenging alt-route seven-day riding adventure in the Alps, all in sideways rain and cold, but also with a bigger life gain. And so far from this being limiting, that 90% number, I want you to get within 90% of my physical potential, that served as the baseline reality of how to drive forward results, but not fall over the line into what we might label obsession. And so that is, ladies and gentlemen, some context behind our first saying, performance within context. Maybe you embrace that and start to apply it into your quest. With that, let's move to saying number two, embrace the journey. Now, I believe that this saying represents the heartbeat, the very heartbeat of a positive mindset when approaching your sport as an athlete. But there are two major discussion points underpinning this saying. The first is the simple fact that the journey of improved performance is never linear. The second is that it is the journey itself that provides the real rewards. So let's get this right, because it's easier to establish a powerfully positive perspective in the journey. So I want to unpack this. Number one, I say the journey to high performance is never linear. And this is absolutely true. You hear me, other experts, other coaches 
talk about the different elements that go into paving the path for you to achieve your goals. I bleat on about your recipe. Others promise high speed, big results, personal breakthroughs, buy it now, buy, buy, buy. But these promises, they're not lies, but it's important for us to realize that there is a simple parallel truth that always accompanies a path of progression, breakthrough, personal excellence. And it is that this journey is also going to entail setbacks, aspects that will derail progression and a healthy good amount of failure. You see, adversity is the sister of achievement and learning to live with it and face it depends on you developing a toolkit of resilience and adaptability and it empowers progression over the long term. Once you realize this, you can begin to shift your relationship with those setbacks, with the little failures. And in fact, you'll be empowered to face them and start to build from them. You see, adversity is always opportunity. And I promise you, you won't meet a high achiever who claims to have never faced considerable failure in the journey. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to like failure or expect it. And you should fight like hell to make every experience a positive one. But once you realize bizarrely that it's inevitable, then it is easier to take it less personally. You're empowered to strike a more balanced mindset and a broad lens on sport. It's certainly less likely for you to treat a poor workout as evidence of you being a failure personally in this quest or sport. Now, where this saying becomes really helpful is staving off the obsessive trait of performance when it is the realization that setbacks are the very things that carve out the little nuggets of gold. Obsession tends to flow from a very narrow mindset that can flourish and grow if the obsessed is able to define a lightning rod that anchors the pass fail mindset, such as a key race. An absolute singular focus on a single race tends to amplify obsessive behavior and traits. And it is obvious to state that success at a goal, yes, requires great commitment. Oh, the tension of it all. To achieve a race, you must be highly committed. But to obsess around a race with a pass-fail mindset is the undoing of a healthy mindset. Well, let me help you with some perspective. The second key component, by you embracing the journey, it's going to help you put your perspective in the right place. Let me give you a personal little story here. I came to the U.S., with a single goal. And that single goal was to make the Olympic team in swimming. The mission, the 1996 Olympic trials. Yep, I wanted to make the Atlanta Games. I had made the finals of the Olympic trials in 1992, and it was Olympic glory that was the mighty carrot for me. It defined my thinking. It consumed me. Now, I didn't make the team in 1996. In fact, 
I really wasn't much closer than I had been in 1992. But over the course of those four years, I learned a heck of a lot. I grew as a person. I navigated setbacks. I studied. I got a degree. I understood training methodology. Goodness me, I got to live in a foreign country and benefit from all of the growth of what that experience brings. So I had four years of a quest to make the team. But ultimately, I had four years that provided the greatest lessons, the biggest gifts and opportunities that I never could have imagined nor received if I hadn't started on that quest. And so the reward for me wasn't the Olympic team. It was the lessons and the growth that I experienced on the journey. Now realize this, I still would have gained these lessons if I did make the team. And it would have been wonderful, amazing, fulfilling, but it would have been just that. Wonderful, great. But the real reward, the bedrock, didn't rely on team or no team. It was the journey. And that opens the door to shift from obsession about a date, Olympic trials, to instead a commitment to the journey. Now, I wish that I had have learned all this while I was on the journey, but I guess I was a pretty slow learner. And so we get to sit with it now. I want you to just pause and think about it. Saying number two, because it can really can be a release valve that tones down your internal pressure and strife that you might feel. Sit with me. Let it seep in. Embrace the journey. And with that, we get to go to saying number three. Nail the basics. How else could I say it? Master the fundamentals? Filter the noise? Well, whatever your cute saying is, a simple truth comes to mind when I consider folks that are highly committed and successful but don't fall prey to really negative obsessive traits. And that's the simple fact that they tend to have the ability to boil the complex to really simple and repeatable. Let's take endurance sport as an example. And let me just throw out a few elements that contribute, and all of these do, contribute to performance training methodology, tracking and analysis of metrics and data, nutrition, hydration, sleep, equipment, apparel, you get it, the list goes on. And even if we just take any single one of these, we could break out volumes of places to dive into and perfect. So let's do it. Nutrition. Okay, I'm just going to grab nutrition. Fasting, fueling during workouts, recovery meals, supplements, calorie counting, getting to race weight, high carb, low fat, low carb, high fat, superfoods, gluten-free, branch chain amino acids. I haven't even taken a breath and we haven't even scratched the surface yet. We have hardly begun. There is so much complexity and within each one, a myriad of experts, conflicting information, and yes, for you, the consumer, the athlete, confusion. And so if you take every subject head on, and you dive into every area head on, 
Well, it isn't long before you start to realize you are swimming in a tsunami of information. Seriously. But as a high achiever and a goal-driven athlete, it's really natural to want to do that, to dive in. And it typically stems from a mix of not wanting to miss out on the next great performance enhancer and a little bit of a lack of confidence in your own mindset of approach. Well, I might even add there's a susceptibility, of course, as well behind all this to the marketing, the marketing that permeates all of our lives. But most great athletes would stun you in their simplicity. You see, most lean into a few little key elements of the mentioned areas and then look to remove distractions or any aspects that count as what they call noise. It is part of the reasons that rituals are so common amongst elite athletes because they seek routine, predictability. You see, the truth of it is being able to develop a filter on the noise to simplify your project as much as you possibly can and going to pave the road to personal success by repeatable execution. So yes, eating plenty of high quality food is important and enough sleep is always going to be critical. And there are tenets of proper training that are absolutely fundamental to your success. And with all this, you should constantly be seeking improvement on how you execute training or can improve technique. It's really high value. But complication tends to lead to confusion, which can lead to what I like to call paralysis of analysis. Trying to master too many things can create anxiety, tension, causing a shrinking world that ultimately consumes you to a point that anything else just falls away. And that is a losing path because it has opened up the word obsession. And so instead, focus on really simple fundamentals and master them. Because you not only get most of the way to your performance goals like this, but it also enables you to have space and breathing room to achieve perspective, the capacity to put your sport and your goals within place of your broader life. That's really appealing, isn't it? And it should be appealing. That's why nailing the basics is a really rosy saying that we love because it helps stabilize you, anchor you, simplify the commitment that needs to be there and it elicits a great word, control. And so we just have one more left. And it's very stark, but it's important. It is in many ways a slap round the face. Our saying for number four, here's some news for you guys. No one gives a No one cares. Seriously. I welcome you today to be liberated from the shackles of trying to keep up with expectations or judgments of others. Today, I can give you a liberating truth about the thoughts of others. At the very end of the day, no one cares how you perform in your endurance events and races. Now, before you get deflated and start to feel very lonely, enable me to expand. I believe there are 
broadly two sets of folks in your life. The ones that really care about you as a person, and then the other set that kind of have no real interest, or worse, don't have your best interest at heart. Now, you as a person, all of us only have a certain amount of energy to give. So much capacity, if you want to think about it like that. And I would argue that the majority of your energy, your focus, your capacity should be centered around those who fall into the first category, the ones that really care about you as a person. And these folks, they are your biggest supporters. They want you to achieve, to excel, to hit your goals, and they will be immensely happy if you do so. But at the end of the day, they don't care and love you because of your sport or your performance goals. They care for you as a person. And this is liberating because you realize that you don't need to obsess around the sport in order to be validated or to earn respect from these people that care about you or even more love. It's already there. And it's there because of who you are as a human. It tastes good, doesn't it? But what about the others? Those that might judge, who don't have your best interest at heart? Well, be kind, hold respect, but ultimately you are under no obligation to give these folks very much at all of your limited energy. You see, what they think doesn't matter. It has no impact on you. In fact, the funny thing is that on top of that, these folks don't even spend much time thinking about you because they don't care. And their opinions on top of it all are meaningless to you. Now, I promise you that they're not spending near as much time as you might believe considering your performance. And so you go and race. The ones that care about you want to excel, but love you if you struggle. And the ones that don't deserve much of your emotional energy aren't even thinking of you anyhow. Wow, isn't that freeing? You see, obsessive tendencies often bubble up from angst and from belief that you might be letting people down or you might be judged. But at the end of the day, it's really powerful and liberating to realize no one gives a By liberating the shackles of a belief that you need to impress, the feeling that you're being judged, and instead taking those shackles off and leaning into the realization that no one gives a can really help with cementing what is a truth. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that this thing that you're on, this quest for improved performance, this is your journey. It's yours. You own it. You do it for you. And you earn it. You gain the lessons, the rewards, the experiences. And so adopt radical ownership on your journey. And it's going to help you commit, but it's also going to ensure that you can keep it in perspective of your broader life. No one 
gives a And with that, folks, we have four sayings. Four sayings that can help you pave the way to a committed but healthy relationship with performance. Performance within context, embrace the journey, nail the basics, and no one gives a These sayings endorse high work ethic, great commitment, the requirement to do a lot of things right, but they guard against falling into a paralyzing mindset that shackles growth and your performance within the context of your life. Now, if you listen today and you thought, no, no, not buying it, all in, that is the only way, all in. Sport is life, and we only get inspiration and breakthroughs through unparalleled dedication and obsession. That's okay. It is. It's all right. And I wish you well. And I really hope that you thrive and excel. I realize Purple Patch is not for everyone. But for the rest of you folks, that maybe it touched a heartstring or two, I encourage you to put your performance in the broader perspective. I think that you should ask yourself, what do you really want in this journey? What's going to make you happy? Why? And once you've thought about this, embrace it and drive towards that. Go all in, but go all in within the context of your life because it's going to be both rewarding and on top of it, really, really fun. And with that, until next week, take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate and review the show. The Apple Podcast link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Cheers!